Okay, we're going to talk about a very fascinating and touchy topic, which really touches on the fabrics of the Jewish people, which is the concept of Mihu Yehudi, who is a Jew, and the concept of Giur Kahalacha, proper conversion when it can be done, and it fitting in halachic um, criteria. And um, ultimately, part of it is at least the acceptance of mitzvahs. That's not the only point of it, but that is a, uh, a crucial part, as we will discuss. And, um, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see that, it, of course, it's something which, which can be a question when many times there's conversions that are done anywhere, you know, in Batei Din, courts that do conversion, uh, conversions. And so we'll see that the question can apply not only if it was done by a non-Orthodox conversion, right? Non-Orthodox, uh, you, know, you know, conservative reform, but even by Orthodox, the, the potential question can, can um, present itself as we'll see. Okay, so what, first is, I guess we can ask the question, can any three Orthodox Jews, and we'll just say, or, let's say three Orthodox rabbis. Can any three Orthodox rabbis, or it doesn't have to be, or just, you know, Orthodox Jews perform an Orthodox conversion to Judaism. Another question we can ask is, what if the Beistin is not so stringent on the person's acceptance of the mitzvahs for that conversion candidate? What does it mean they're not so stringent that they, uh, they uh, don't really, you know, practically speaking, uh, anyone who has basic understanding saw that this individual who, who finished the conversion process would not really be fully involved in general uh, fulfillment of many mitzvahs right away after the conversion. Um, I guess we could ask other questions, but we'll try to keep it at that. So, question um, is about how, you know, how important is it the, the fulfillment and acceptance of mitzvahs upon the conversion? So, as a way of introduction, a conversion today um, as it always was, was for a male, he needs a circumcision, and he also needs to uh, bring a carbon. Carbon in the times when they have the base mitzvah, we don't have that today. But if not that, then the acceptance of mitzvahs and mikvah. Generally, the, the, what's done is that the acceptance of the mitzvahs is, uh, is you know, they, they conter- confirm that the person is, is going to keep mitzvahs based on, you know, all the study and all the practice that they've been doing. And then the general accept, formal acceptance of the mitzvahs in the presence of Basin while they're in the mikvah. And if it's for a woman, so they also do the same thing, but they don't have, um, you know, there's no need for a bris, obviously. Okay. So now, um, the Rambam writes, this is in Hilchas Yisuri Bia, chapter 13, the fourth halacha. And my rough translation is that he says that for future generations, when a Gentile desires to enter into the covenant, take shelter under the wings of the divine presence, and accept the yoke of the Torah, he must undergo circumcision, immersion, immersion, etc. So it's intuitive that the primary condition, and this is how I guess we'll answer a question, was how important is the acceptance of mitzvahs, that, that the primary condition of Jewish conversion is the acceptance of the old Malchut Shemaim, the yoke of the Torah, the old, old HaTorah, the yoke. And why we call it a yoke is because it's not only the parts that I like. I like the intellectual uh, part of the Torah. I like the, you know, the identity of the Jewish people. I like, I like the, the, you know, the inspirational part of the Torah. But it's not only, you know, 
Judaism is not only fun in games sometimes. Sometimes it's also, you know, now you got to do the mitzvah. Now you got to do this. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of mitzvahs. There's a lot of Torah. So we have to, so it's the acceptance of the yoke of the Torah, right? The Shulchan Aruch in Yoradea, chapter 268, Halacha 3, it says that, that um, the, the way in which the, um, you know, the giur, the, the conversion takes place, is that they have to have the tefillah, the mikvah, needs to be in the front of three people that are kasherim ladun, in front of a bastin, that those three individuals are kosher to be able to dan. That means they're able to judge on matters. So uh, what is a person who's able to be judged? So they don't take bribery. Um, they are generally learned. They understand, you know, they're righteous individuals, yes. Obviously, they keep Shabbos and mitzvahs, obviously, right? If they're not, they're not uh, keeping Shabbos and mitzvahs, that makes them Michal Shabbos, and that would not work at all, right? So, it, so these three people have to be kosher to be able to judge, and it has to be during the daytime, okay? So then there's a question about if, if let's say, some of this stuff was only done, um, for example... Uh, if they didn't do a mila or a tefila only in front of two people, maybe, maybe, maybe that might work after the fact, right? But what what is not um, what is not dispensable? Something which is absolutely required is kabbalas mitzvahs shema keves. The Shulchan Aruch writes in Shu sixty eight sif three that acceptance of the mitzvahs is essential to the conversion. If it's not during the daytime, it doesn't count. And it has to be in front of those three, you know, a bezdin, a bezdin, right? Okay, so there you have it, that it's an a, essential part of the mitzvahs. It's ma'akiv. In other words, without acceptance of the mitzvahs, the geris just didn't take effect. The Rambam also writes in chapter, uh, and again, in Surah Bia, but this is in, Chapter 13, Halacha 14, more or less he says the following. Yes, it's a summary, uh, translation. The proper way of performing this mitzvah is that when a male or female prospect, prospective converts, when they come, we inspect the mo- his motives for conversion. Perhaps he is coming for the sake of a financial gain in order to receive a position of authority or he desires to enter our faith because of fear. For a man, we check whether he focused his attention on a Jewish woman. For a woman, we check whether she focused her attention on a Jewish youth. So that's the Rambam. And what we see from here is that the Bastin that does a conversion has an obligation, as you see from this Rambam, to ascertain what is the, uh, is this candidate willing to fully accept the Torah? And number two is that the proper way is to check the motive as well. In other words, Two things. What is their motive? And the second thing is, are they going to accept the full Torah? Now, it's true. If a person's motives were not necessarily the most sincere, so it won't go into, you know, whether or not that's proper for them to, if, if the basin should deal with them, if they see that they don't have a good motive, it's not really sincere. But one thing for sure is that that there's what to talk about, Right? But what there isn't willing, what we're not willing to entertain is when there was not a full acceptance of the Torah and the mitzvahs at the time of the conversion. Okay? Now, how do we, how, do, how is this generally done? How does a person know what the, 
how, do, how can a Beistin ensure that they're going to get it right, right? That the person is, is not fooling them. So generally speaking, conversions are, are done over a longer period of time. They don't just, you know, convert people, uh, you know, like that. They have to have a long period of time to ascertain that this person, he or she, is ready to convert to Judaism and accept the mitzvahs. I, I've heard now numbers about a year and a half is a, roughly the amount of time that is the amount that you would need if you see that everything is on the go, that are uh, living in a Jewish area, going, participating in, in Jewish life. You know, not every mitzvah a person can do if they're not yet Jewish, but they should be uh, experiencing what a life of a Jew is like and, and you know, the, the hards, hardships that go with it. And, you know, that's generally what's done today. Now, in the olden days, they actually used to do conversions, maybe if you read in the Gemara and you, in different places, it, it, it seems that it, wasn't, it didn't take as much time. So many posts can write that nowadays it's just another story because in the olden days they would, it was, you know, everyone had a little tiny town, a shtetl, a Jewish ghetto or something where everybody there basically would follow Torah mitzvahs. But today it's another society, you know, people are moving and you know, I imagine that, you know, majority or vast majority of the Jewish people are not necessarily Orthodox to say the least. And um, people don't necessarily they can feel and identify as Jewish without even accepting mitzvahs at all. So generally speaking, that's why um, the amount of time it takes to really ascertain that someone's fit to convert could take a much longer than it used to. And even if I say it's a year and a half, I mean, it's not, that's not like an ironclad rule, but sometimes it could also take much longer. And that depends if, uh, on, the, on the case by case. There is a Magin mission on the Ramam in Hilchas Isuri Bia, chapter 14, the second um, on Halacha Beis, where he writes that it is clear that the convert needs to learn before the conversion of the main Jewish faith and the laws, which is unity, Yichud Hashem, the unity of Hashem, and the prohibition of idolatry. Because if the convert candidate would not accept the Yichud Hashem, the faith of Hashem, in what would consider the conversion a conversion? What is it being grabbed upon? Because I identify I'm Jewish, or something, what, 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 and what could they possibly have in an explanation how they entered into the Jewish people if they're not accepting the Jewish people's faith and its, and its laws and life? The Pischei Tshuva quotes, this is in chapter 268, um, he quotes the Chemdas um, the, um, Shlomo, where the Chemdas Shlomo goes on to, to rule that, this is in Sivkat and Dalit, in chapter, uh, Sivkat 4, who holds that certainly the convert needs to fully immerse into the Jewish religion and to perform all of the mitzvahs and the Torah, for this is integral for the conversion, and this is the main conversion component for which, with it, the convert enters into the Jewish religion and abandons his, his or her foreign beliefs and accepts the Jewish religion to enter into the congregation of Hashem and to bask into the wings of Shekinah. So although I, it's more or less been said by, by you know, how we read the Shulchan Aruch and the different sources I mentioned, but he's very, the Chem Shlom is very clear on that point. He says, without Kabbalah mitzvahs, without acceptance of mitzvahs, you, you have nothing to assume that any conversion could have even have taken place. Now, there's a lot of poskim that talk about what happens when the conversion looks like it was fishy. Um, you know, yeah, maybe it was an orthodox 
uh, based in. So again, I think we've answered our question, some of our questions. If it was not done by an orthodox based in, right, uh, people who weren't keeping mitzvahs themselves, or or they, they you know have lack of belief in the the, the, the divine um, transmission of the Torah from Har Sinai, like conservative reform. So obviously, such a conversion wouldn't have any effect, right? So now. If the based in was Orthodox, three Orthodox rabbis or Orthodox Jews, be it as it may, and the conversion took place, and you see the person uh, shortly after the conversion or, or at the time of the conversion, and you were not the based in, but it, they didn't look at all serious. So, what do we do? So, Reb Chaim Oizer Grazinski was a big posik in Vilna. He has a shoot called Achiezer in the third volume, Simon 26, Oistalad. He brings an idea that when it is that the convert will violate Torah prohibitions, yeah, that it's clear that after the conversion, you know, they're not going to be keeping Shabbos. They're going to be still using their phone or not, you know, eating in non-kosher restaurant, whatever. So and, and there could be a lot of things much less than that, which are also Torah prohibitions. But in any case, he says, where we have umdana demucha, circumstantial certainty, that the acceptance of the mitzvahs was not genuine at the time of the conversion. Therefore, there is no acceptance and the candidate is just not Jewish. This is also the view of Ramosha Feinstein in his Igris Moshe Yoridea, first volume, chapter 157. He quotes in the name of his father that his father, you know, ruled, although it seems, it seems totally in line with what everything we said. He says, my father, you know, ruled in some case, clearly, that if a convert candidate verbally accepted the mitzvahs in front of a, a good basin, we'll say, meaning they're orthodox and they, you know, etc. But it is Anan Sahadi, we can clearly tell, we can act also almost as witnesses that this person did not truly accept the mitzvahs at the time, um, at the time of the conversion, then that person is considered a non-Jew, they're not even doubtful gear. Simple as that. Now, by the way, I, I should point out that it is, there is a, a big difference between if somebody um, was accepting the mitzvahs, they truly did accept the mitzvahs, and then uh, after the, the conversion at some point, they became non-religious. Um, if, if indeed the acceptance of the mitzvahs was genuine, and at some point after the conversion, they started you know, slipping off, as they say, so that, that, that the Rambam writes, and that's a, that's a clear in, in Gemara and everywhere, that they are a Jew. They're a Jew. They're a Jew now who just uh, is a mummer or so. They, they slipped off the path, but they're Jewish. But if the question is, based upon how, we, you, know, how you can see the circumstances, that it didn't look like this person could have ever really, really meant to accept mitzvahs, other than that they just said they were going to do it, based on their conduct going into the conversion or right after or however that can be ascertained, then we would say, no, they're not, that, that, that's not an acceptance of mitzvahs and there's no geris, not even out of doubt. This is also the view of the Minchas Yitzhak, volume 6, Simon 107, that only by the informing of the mitzvahs, sorry, that only that the, um, you know, informing of mitzvahs if you didn't give over all the, you know, if they don't know everything, what they have to accept, that's not necessarily, uh, you know, uh, going to be integral. You know, they don't know every mitzvah. It's not possible that every convert will learn the whole Torah before they convert. You know, they're going to learn after the conversion also, right? 
But he says, however, full acceptance of mitzvahs is essential, that a person who's about to convert needs to know that even though there's stuff that they don't necessarily know right now, but they do plan to keep the Torah and its mitzvahs and the way it's interpreted by our sages and, you know, halacha, etc. So that, that would be absolutely essential. And uh, without that, that's, that, that would not work. Now, um, I'll just mention one more important point, but I, I will be very um, brief about it, that there is another general question, which is also very, very delicate, which is on how, on what basis does conversion work? How, on, how, how does it work? So Hashem allows the three uh, Orthodox Jews Yes, men, uh, and keep mitzvahs. They can just accept upon the Jewish people uh, more converts. So, what if uh, what if tomorrow uh, another basin opens up and another, and you'll have one town, you'll have one hundred and fifty basins, and uh, maybe the standards of one basin are much lower than the other. I mean, uh, what's going to be? So, how, how what is the basis of who who can qualify to do conversions? And obviously, as we know, it's a very uh, sensitive topic, and, uh, and, and, but, it, but it is something we, you know, to think about. So how does conversion work? So it's, the Talmud calls it a mishpat. It's actually really from a pasik, but the, the, the Gemara in Yavamas just says that the word mishpat is used out by the concept of conversion. In Yavamas 46b, it's mentioned there. And therefore, we know that mishpat generally needs to be that the people who are performing the conversion need to have smicha from Moshe Rabbeinu. And basically that stopped at some point. We didn't get the smicha of Moshe Rabbeinu, um, meaning today we don't have an unbroken chain because those who had smicha that couldn't give it over because of, eventually they were killed out. And we, we learn and we have the, the laws, but we don't have the ability to perform all of the Torah as it was in times of Sanhedrin. There's different laws, like we can't give all the fines that the Torah talks about because we don't have the smuchin. So there's a Gemara in Gittin, in Daf 88b, and the question is, how is it that Rabbi Yosef was able to force a, guy, uh, a man who was a recalcitrant man to give a get to his wife? Uh, apparently he made a ruling that it was needed and it was based on the circumstances. How is he able to do that to make such a, 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 you can't also force someone needlessly to give a get that could invalidate the get. So how, so, but if it was a proper psak, a proper ruling from Basin, he could do it. But doesn't it need to be mishpat, the Gemara asks? So he didn't have an unbroken chain of smicha. His smicha wasn't from the unbroken chain from Moshe Rabbeinu. How was he able to do it? So the Gemara says that he worked upon the principle of shlichosai kadmai, which means he acted as an agency of the earlier rabbis. And the idea is, is that his smicha wasn't necessarily from Moshe Rabbeinu, but it needs to be an unbroken smicha in order to make such rulings. But he acting as an agent as if they are giving permission for him to be able to do it. Now, there's a tesis, and the tesis is in um, Yevamus. The tesis is in Yevamus. And it asks, how is it possible? This is, again, on 47a. We, we mentioned the Gemara before on Yuvamah. So 47a, the Tosis asks, how is it possible that we're able to accept conversely now that we do not have an unbroken chain of smicha from Moshe Rabbeinu? We don't have it. So, so what are we going to do? So Tosis answers that, that based in uh, today, that do get to, I'm sorry, that do geris are acting as an, uh, um, just like they, they, they will work on doing din Torahs to prevent people from, you know, not being, so they can still collect their loans and the debts. 
So and and otherwise people won't won't not want to give loans if if they can't have them adjudicated. So too, that's how the idea of geiris works. People that do based in are qualified individuals who have shlichus karma. They're acting as a agency of the previous generations to allow those who truly need to be converted that they will have a, a base to do it, even though they don't have that proper smicha. But what's implied from Tosis is that the ability to convert today without unbroken smicha might be a rabbinic level. Not all opinions agree with this. In the Sivis Mishpat, in the beginning of Chosh and Mishpat, chapter one, the first Sivkatin, he wants to say that Shlichosayu Kadmayo is actually a biblical law and that it was only given to the sages in order to use in every generation when they feel when it's needed to be used. But bottom line, most Rishonim hold that it's a rabbinic law. Some hold it's a biblical law. But what we see from here is an incredible thing, that all conversions today are done based upon this idea that we're acting as, the base that's doing is acting as a shlichus to Kadmonim. They're acting as the messengers of, in place of Moshe Rabbeinu's unbroken smicha. So now, can anyone therefore just do geris? That's a good question. Because how can, you know, if, if let's say the geris is not being done so properly, even if maybe you can argue here and there, this or that, but if there's a consistency of not, not such integral uh, conversions taking place in whatever way that is, uh, that would bring a big question on this element of how the conversions really can kick off. How will they be able to be effective? And that's assuming, uh, okay, so this, this brings up big questions. Maybe we'll continue this at another time, but I think the, the message why I'm bringing this is to show that conversion is a very serious thing and it should be taken very seriously. And that, um, uh, you know, those who shouldn't be doing it should not be doing it. And, uh, and those who do it, and they do it with the proper, you know, authority, etc. It's, it's a tremendous responsibility. And, of course, uh, should be done with, uh, with all integrity. Um, is, there is, uh, just for, just if one, one wanted to study on this, um, there's a tshuva from Tshuvas Van Hagas, which also mentions this concept that since the, uh, the, the, the method of, of doing conversions is through Shlichosai Kadmayu of the early generation, so therefore it would be very befitting that a conversion should be done by an outstanding based in. Um, and then I also mentioned that there's also Nor Sameach which, which discusses this concept. We should only have good news and Besuas Tavis for all of Am Yisrael.